You're listening to RGV Titan Radio. We are the 956. The views and opinions expressed by our guests, hosts, and or DJs do not, we repeat, do not reflect the official policy or position of RGV Titan Radio, our affiliates, or our sponsors. RGVTitanRadio.com. We are the 956. podcast here on rgb titan radio we are the 956 we are your hosts i'm will and i'm bob and dad i just want you to know your son was one of them <laughs> god no dude. dude i couldn't handle it <laughs> it's that okay so i one of the problems that i had with uh um with Ezra Miller, I like him and every other thing that I've seen him in. I do not like him as the Flash. Like really? I don't at all, at all, at all. I know he, that he comes across as a really, really good Barry Allen. He comes across to, more as a really good Wally West. Okay, yeah, there you go, there you go, Wally like, West, right? Like the, the young, same, the younger dude. You yeah, know? it's it's the same thing I said about um, Ryan Reynolds in Green Lantern. I was like, you should have called him Kyle Rayner. You yeah. could have gotten away with so much. You could have gotten away with a bunch of the jokes if you'd have just yeah. called him Hal Rayner. Like calling him Hal Jordan was your mistake. But I mean, I don't, I don't see him as, I don't, I don't see him as uh, Barry Allen. I don't, you know. I think he's good. I think um, he's really good as Barry Allen. I really do. But that being said, uh, he was a better Barry Allen in in. Uh, I, I think I think Zack Snyder did him way better in, in this version. You know. Those are some wasted words. I think Zack Snyder did it better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, no, I so, guarantee you Zack Snyder probably did it better. <laughs> so, okay, you can, ladies and gentlemen, you couldn't tell. We are going to be doing uh, just Zack Snyder's Justice League proper this week. Last the week, real we, did a, uh, we did a, uh, a quote-unquote deep dive slash uh, post-mortem on uh, the Joss Whedon uh, Justice League. which executing The execution of a Joss Whedon film. <laughs> Which, let's face it, uh, will no longer uh, matter in the in the big scheme of things. Like th- this, no. this movie is uh, a two hundred million dollar toilet flush. Uh, Joss Whedon's version. It's. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you what, though, I'll give him this. Um, much like the multiverse has made me admit, okay, um, Batman and Robin's part of the Batman universe. As much mm-hmm. as I want to pretend it isn't. Batman yeah. and Robin is part of the, the, the universe. So is Joss Whedon's Justice League. Uh, mm-hmm. Joss Whedon's Justice League is what happens when Barry Allen isn't fast enough to save a film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Literally. Literally. It, it really is. It really is. Yeah. Of all the things you could cut, like, really? Like, you're going to go back and reshoot Ezra Miller, like, pushing a truck. Yeah. Like, you had him going back in time and saving the world, and, like, eh. Yeah. And, and they, wow. so, oh, oh, in case you guys couldn't tell, uh, the reason why we're doing this now instead of, like, last week or, or whatever is because we want to give people uh, time to actually watch the movie. Yeah, um, sorry Not only because it's four hours time. long. 
yeah, big not only time because it's four hours long, but like we want to give people the chance to actually watch the movie. So yeah, major major spoilers. Watch the movie first, yeah. and then uh, once you're here. done with it, yeah. And then once you're done with it, come back here and, and uh, hear hear our our take on it. Um, yeah, you don't want to listen to this if you haven't watched the movie yet, because we are going to dive like pretty deep into it. We're going to talk yeah. extensively about some scenes that, oh my god, like. <laughs> So uh, I do, I do want to give uh, a little time to uh, to a little movie that was the talk of the year uh, up until Justice League was released. Um, Eddie Murphy finally did a sequel to uh, my all time favorite Eddie Murphy movie, which is Coming to America, and it's called Coming to America. With a, with a two instead of a two, so ah. people who don't know the difference between two, two, and two are really, really confused right now. Ah. And, <laughs> but and um, English I is stupid. You, don't feel bad. <laughs> and I gotta tell you, dude, um, it's I compare it to uh, trying to follow a movie like Terminator Two with Terminator Three Ooh. on its own laurels. Terminator 3 is not a bad movie. Uh, no. But it, compared, the problem is it came out after Terminator 2. Exactly. <laughs> you're following a movie that had a definitive brick wall ending. Yeah, it really did. Like, And Coming to America is one of those movies. It had a definitive brick wall ending. They lived happily ever after. That's all you need to know. Yeah. Like, now... Now they retcon the fact that he has a kid living in 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 uh, um, living in America. This in, for for thirty years. Okay. And um, like apparently, and 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 I, I you 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 said you haven't seen it, right? You no, no, I, I haven't seen it yet. Okay. Um, like I'm just un- unfortunately I I have just I'm not at all interested, but it's because like coming to America is so good. There are like, some extremely funny parts, and are there? Uh, there are some very very funny cameos, and there are some jokes in there that if you have seen the original one, just makes it that much funnier. Yeah. Uh, like okay. even Louis Anderson comes back in in, in like really. Yes, his line is so hilarious. I didn't know Louis Anderson uh, was still alive. Yeah, man. Uh, like, almost everybody comes back except for uh, Eric LaSalle. How? Know? Wow, how wild. Yeah, so, like, everybody, ev- almost everybody's back, including, including Gabrielle uh, Garceau, Gar- Gar- Garveau. I-, I forgot what her, what her name was, but the original Flower Girls are back. Wow. Even them. So let, yeah. Let, let me ask you though, is that girl is that one girl still hopping on one leg? Um, I don't want to ruin the joke. <laughs> I, I shut the fuck up. I'll watch it. I'll yeah. shut the fuck up. I don't want to ruin it. the joke uh because I didn't know if she mm. was gonna be back. So I'm not gonna ruin it for you. <laughs> nah, I'll watch it. Just like but, don't tell me. Yeah, but I mean, you know, just just the fact that I haven't said no, like you know, like yeah, but that that, that, that now I have to watch it. Yeah, like, I I promised myself that. I always said I was like, because I when the rumors of this movie started like ten years ago, like it's been a I have seen so many fake trailers for coming with Kevin to, Hart. Yeah, always with Kevin Hart. It's always with like Kevin Hart, dude. Like yeah. it's always something stupid like that. 
And like, I even saw one with Aegis Elbow where like somebody was coming to challenge for the throne. I was like, what is this game of America? Like, shut the fuck up. That's like, uh, that's, that's some of the plot. I'll tell you that. Interesting. Uh, it's not a spoiler. It's not a spoiler by saying that. Uh, the reason why is because he needs to, because he has all daughters. Oh, okay. Player. So, you know, which is kind of the, and, and there's like a big plot hole, but you know, the movie was directed by the same guy who did Dolomite is my name, which is one of my favorite movies. I, from still, last haven't, I still haven't seen that. It's so good, dude. It's like, so I need to take the time to watch that movie. It's, it's one of, it's like one of two Eddie Murphy movies that I cried. Like wow. Eddie Murphy made me freaking cry in that movie, dude. Like it's so damn good. You know, it's, it's one of my so favorite, hilarious. like what's one of my all time favorite Eddie Murphy movies. Uh, and it's so weird because everybody always looks at me like kind of cross when I say this. Uh, Vampire in Brooklyn. <laughs> I see what I mean. I love Vampire yeah. in Brooklyn. Like I am um, like Patty hates it. She's like, why are we watching this crap? And I'm like, it's a good movie. Like not Wes Craven. Yes, it's a Wes yeah. Craven story. Like it's a good movie. She's like flipping me off every time I say it's, it's a good movie. It's not bad. Like it's not. It's not unwatchable. No, I mean, it's not. I just think it's far more clever than people give it credit for. Yeah, it is. It is, and and the fact that uh, Eddie Murphy once again tries uh, an accent, you know, which <laughs> that's yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah, like uh, so. Uh, real quick before we move on, I just want to say for anybody who who uh, who's seen Coming to America. Uh, or you know, or is, is going to watch Coming to America um, first before they watch the sequel. Uh, take a shot every time he says, "Excuse me for a moment." What? <laughs> now you're not going to be able to unsee that, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, very... I was like, I was going to say, I was like, I'm probably not going to not be able to unnotice that. Yep, but... <laughs> you're very welcome. My favorite, my and still my favorite Eddie Murphy movie by far. Yeah, that Trading Places. Trading places is fucking nah, man. That's that's a different level of comedy. Yeah, like that's so fucking good. There's a great callback to trading places and coming number two, America. Really? Yeah, there's a great. Uh, how uh, how interesting. Places. There's a great trading places joke. But anyway, uh, moving on, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we are going to be talking about quite possibly the most um, controversial, uh, hyped. Uh, hated slash just all around like this is more than a movie yes, this is, is a movement yes a movement that took the internet by storm over the last couple of years and it has gained so much momentum that it forced a global uh, film conglomerate like Warner Brothers to go back on its word and go back on its own investment. Boy, and we bring... did... and what? No, I was gonna no. say, boy, the internet did more to fucking like make the Snyder cut happen than they did to stop Joseph Coney. Really think about that for a second. <laughs> more like... people wanted just uh, 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 Zack Snyder's Justice League than they wanted an African warlord. <laughs> Yeah, to like stop killing little children. Like, nah, man, Snyder Cut. Like, it says something about our modern society. We, we got our priorities in order in this country, don't we? Yeah, don't we? Don't we? But, but it was like a worldwide thing, man. Hashtag was. release the Snyder Cut. It was, man. It, it was such a big thing. And it's because, like, as fans of the comic book, it's so interesting to see somebody come that close 
to getting it right. But yeah. the movie studio just like, no, 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 no. Don't do that. 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 And it's like, stop trying to make a movie, like make a comic book. Yeah. Like, I know it's, it's, this is a different medium. I get that. But the stories and the comics are there. They're so rich and you can do so much with them. You can take so much from them and go in different directions with them and make completely amazing and really good stories if you piece them together right. And Zack Snyder knows how to do that. He's yep. always known how to do that. The The problem is, is that Warner Brothers has one of their biggest money makers in the world in Batman and one of their biggest money makers in the world was Superman. Yeah. And like now you're trying to put them together in this one movie for the first time and like it's kind of sad. <laughs> like and they don't like it and I get it. I get why you wouldn't like it, but like the fans of the comics, the fans of Superman, the fans of Batman are like, dude, there's something so amazing here and this is why I've been saying for years that Batman v Superman could be a bad movie. I don't know. Yeah. Like it's a Batman the Superman movie and it's everything I could have ever wanted in one. Like, not only not only that, but you get a guy like and and I I I hate to burst people's bubbles. Mm -hmm. Uh I'm lying. I love bursting the, these bubbles. <laughs> Zack Snyder is a good director. He is a good visual storyteller. He knows exactly what he wants to do and every single thing that he wants to do, he is successful at bringing forward. Mm -hmm. from what i've seen right? yeah so when you take uh, a movie like batman v superman where it's it's uh three hours long his cut mm -hmm. is three hours long yeah and it's just chock full of uh of mythology yes. and uh um you know uh analogies towards mm -hmm. gods and man and and our modern society about where does if somebody is all powerful like, mm. does he belong in our society? You know, right. like you even like no matter what he does, like everything he does, every action he takes, there's a there's a line in that movie. Yeah. Where they say that every action he takes is a political one, no matter right. what he does. And it is. And and that's the problem is that we're we're discussing some very real ramifications here. Like, really think about this for a minute. Like, if Jesus did come back, if all your that crap was real. And like Jesus came back and he was totally like, I'm Jesus. And he would heal the fucking sick and he would do all these things. Like you would call him the devil. Yeah. Like people would call him the devil and call for him to be lynched. Like people would fuck. Somebody would try to kill him. Wherever Absolutely. there's some yeah, wherever there's somebody trying to bring peace, somebody will try to kill him. Look at JFK. Look at Martin Luther. Look at Jesus. And, and like, I guarantee you, and I guarantee you, that person will be a member of a church. Yeah. I guarantee it. And it's like, it's a fucked up thought. Like it's, it's a really fucked up thought and a notion. Like, and it's something that like was all but tapped on in this universe. Like somebody's assassination attempt of Superman. Like yeah. somebody would try to assassinate Superman. Somebody would get crazy and try to do it. This is what Batman does in this movie. Yeah. And like, it's a wild thought. It's a scary thought. And it's one of those like, but why isn't Superman catching airplanes? You know what I mean? You're like, <laughs> why isn't he letting bullets bounce off his chest? Like, everybody wants something and then they're never happy with what they get. And I've yeah. noticed this with the Superman movies. Like, nobody's been happy with a Superman movie since the 70s. This is the God's yeah. honest truth. And like the Donner cut. When we got the Donner cut, people were happy. Well, see, here's the thing, man. And, and, um, and I will always... I 
I, I mean, I grew up on the Donner movies, on, on the Christopher Reeve uh, Superman yeah. movies. And yeah, I still same. love those movies. I still yeah. love those movies. But we don't, I mean, that was made at a different time when, when the world was a little more naive. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I'm saying that about movies made in the 70s, right? right. But, but back when, when uh, a comic book fans, comic book uh, readers were younger, you know? Yeah. Now those comic book readers have grown up. And now they're adults, mm-hmm. and they're adults in this cynical world. Yeah. Okay. So when you get a movie like Man of Steel, mm-hmm. who everybody says it's negative, it's cynical, like it, it's it's emo Superman or whatever, mm-hmm. like no, it's a Superman who is in the real world, who mm-hmm. is trying to figure out where he belongs. Right. Okay. That's like, why half the movie is him. Uh, just trying to find himself, like traveling. You yeah, know? like, and and that's the that's the problem is that like we don't have ten years worth of like television to tell you to show you this story. Yeah, like this is what everybody loved about Smallville, but they're doing it in Man of Steel, and everybody's mad. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. why? Like, I don't understand you people. Like, this is his story. Like, it's a good one. Like, listen to it, watch it. Like, it's a good story. And like, there's plenty. There's not to say that there's not plenty to hate in these movies you can fucking grumble your face and like frown about a whole bunch of stuff with these movies they're legit criticisms like yeah snyder cut included like snyder cut included like and we'll talk about that and and i'll I'll, like have my opinions on on stuff but as a fan of the characters um i have never seen something put to film with so many characters, so many good characters, so many interesting characters where they're all simultaneously made to be interesting. Like, that's a very yeah. difficult thing to do, but Zack Snyder proved you can totally do it. Like, you and need more than two hours, but you can do it. And that's one of the best things about this version is it's, it's the length of it is is perfect enough to get these characters built yeah because like i said in the previous episode you are introducing cyborg you're introducing the flash you're introducing you're technically introducing uh aquaman because this yeah. uh this is this was is supposed to come movie. out prior to the movie exactly right so you supposed know to come out before the aquaman movie yeah so you're you're introducing all these characters who are going to be your focal point they're going to be the people that you're rooting for right aside from the ones that you've already been introduced to Mm -hmm. right Right. and you're you're going through this journey and you're learning as the characters are learning Mm -hmm. like you're 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 learning the plot as as they're as they're uh learning in real time you know and uh, you didn't get that in the in the, in the Joss Whedon version because right right away Batman knew exactly what was going on and you know yeah. within thirty minutes everybody was together you know because like, I had to move the plot along. The Joss it didn't make any one, sense. Yeah, the Joss Whedon one always felt like we started in the middle of the story because the yeah. actual beginning, the opening scene is him fighting the Parademon on the rooftop. Yeah, and like <laughs> it it just feels so like okay, like where did the Parademons come from? Like. Mm-hmm. They just explode, like okay. <laughs> they just like, explode and show you that they're there for the mother box. <laughs> yeah, I was like, when did the parademons start? Exp- okay, sure. Like the parademons are putties, whatever. <laughs> they're putties. Yeah, I was like, 
<laughs> yeah, I was kind of like, okay, well, whatever. Like, I'm, I'm with you. Like I said, um, I went along with the Joss Whedon one mainly because, like, it's a fine Saturday morning cartoon. Yeah. Like, if you were going to do Justice League over a course of three episodes in a cartoon, you would have Joss Whedon's Justice League. Mm-hmm. So it, it's fine in that sense. But <laughs> when you want to introduce these characters for a, a fucking pretty serious story, like, they want you to feel the intensity of, like, what's happening. Like, this thing is coming, and it's coming to conquer the universe. Yeah. Like, it already has several universes dragging behind it on a planet that it's terraformed, on several planets that it's terraformed. Like, it terraforms anything that it comes in contact with, and it's trying to rule the universe. Yeah. Like, we don't really have any options. Nothing's ever been able to, like, fight it off except a group of people once. And, like, it's back again, and we do not have that group of people anymore. Like... so that that's that's another thing that I freaking loved about this version is that it it um it expanded on that one short little scene that we got in the in the in the Whedon cut. Yeah. Where you see you see Zeus, you see uh the Ares. Green Lantern, you yes, see Ares, dude. you see like all these different like just just DC characters that that will never ever get their own movies or anything like that, you know. Well, maybe Green yeah. Lantern, but that Green Lantern, I don't know who that was. That I, was I the they... uh, one of the alien Green yeah. Lanterns. I forget what it's called, but like they have they all have like names and shit like that. But I I love that even fucking Darkseid kills him in that scene, yeah. like chops his arm off and then like axes him down. And then, like, the ring flies towards him, as if to say that Darkseid's will is pretty powerful. Ah. Like, because the Green Lantern ring is drawn by will. Yeah. Like, so, like, it goes up to him, and he reaches for it, like, like, is his will strong enough to take a Green Lantern ring? Like, Because that's what we need, Darkseid with Green Lantern powers. <laughs> <The> Green Lantern. <laughs> and, like, holy shit. And, like, the fact that he gets blasted in the face, and the ring just bolts. Yeah, like horseshit. His will, his will was strong enough. Like, mm-hmm. I love that. And like, there's just so many little like, excuse me, like things that they add to that scene because that scene is fucking three hundred with superheroes. Yeah, like it's kind of amazing. Well, fuck, kind of amazing. It's really amazing. And like they do, it's just so weird because like. It almost feels like Joss Whedon was determined to cut everything off before it got good. Yeah, th- there's there's a lot of uh, extended scenes in this movie. Yeah. Um, and it see, the thing about it is that Zack Snyder, sometimes people criticize him for using slow motion too much or whatever. I was about to say, he did abuse the slow motion in this movie. Yeah, but sometimes like it, it allows a scene to breathe a little bit. It does it feels necessary yeah like like he's drawing your attention to what's happening on screen like he's drawing your attention to that right Mm -hmm. like the very first thing we get in the movie is a slow motion shot of superman (laughs) dying and you see the reverberation of his death like death yell yeah spread throughout the world throughout the universe and that is what wakes up the mother boxes we're not immediately thrown into this it wakes up one yeah we're not immediately thrown into oh they're already here they know what's going on no they explain 
Yeah. Why Steppenwolf has come to Earth? That's what know? Lex Luthor meant when he said the bell's been rung. Yeah. Like they've heard it. Like they know the god is dead. Yeah. Like there's like, nothing to stop them now. And that is the major change that mm. makes this movie work is that the it whole follows that. Yeah, the whole thing about this movie is in and like the the Justice League's motivation mm-hmm. is they need to bring you need to find a way to bring Superman back. Yeah. And like we said last week, the, the Joss Whedon version, they wanted to bring him back because Batman felt bad for talking bad about him. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and in this one they realize that soup that the that Superman is the reason why like they haven't come to earth yeah like he has been protecting us he's been protecting the world because of his presence yeah like he's been unknowingly protecting us like there's been things ready ready to enslave us but they've been terrified of coming to earth because they know he's here Yep, exactly and then that's where they kind of flip it on you too because it's one of those like yeah a lot of them don't come here because they know he's here but a lot of them haven't come here because they don't know he's here yet yeah, like, dark. Like when Darkseid found out he was there, he was like, "Then we need to fucking rip through the fucking. We need to rip through this planet. Like mm-hmm. fuck doing this the old way, or like fuck yeah. doing this the fair way. Like there are old ways into getting into this planet, and we're gonna do it that fucking way, yeah. which is just so goddamn exciting. <laughs> but awesome. like, they do. There's so much done right, and again, um. Because this movie has successfully made me hate Joss Whedon as a director. Because I think he, there's so much that he cut that was just so unnecessary to cut. But that's what I mean. Like he didn't. He didn't have. He didn't give a shit about this movie. Like yeah. he didn't give a shit. He had no real stake in it. They were paying him money to come clean it up. Like, and that's why. That's why if you watch it, it still says directed by Zack Snyder. Yeah, because uh, he shot. I want to say. He reshot about 75% of the movie. Yeah. He reshot about 75% of the movie, but the thing about it is that um he couldn't he couldn't take credit for it at all. Like yeah. it, it's something about the director's guild rules or something like right, that. Right, right, right. Yeah. But he, the the thing that he did was he they brought him forward to basically reshoot the movie, mm-hmm. make it exactly like the Avengers and bring yeah. it under two hours. Yeah, with like the shit that fucking Zack Snyder already shot, and and it it, it one of the main reasons it didn't work is the fact that Zack that's not Zack Snyder's tone. That's not the mm-hmm. tone that he was going for. That's not the story that he was trying to tell, and it came across as a mess. Yeah, <laughs> and, and and it does. It really does come across as a mess, considering that like. He shot maybe 25, 30% of the film already. Yeah. And and then fucking Whedon comes in and has to film the rest of it. And then Warner Brothers is like, we've already invested too much money, so we're not going to lose the 25, 30% that we've already shot. So mm-hmm. shoot around that. Yeah. Like, they gave him a miserable task. Like, it's a horrendous and miserable fucking task that they've yeah. given him. But And they gave him three months to do it. Yeah. And, like, but it's still bad. Like... Mm-hmm. However you want to slice it, it's still pretty bad. It, it works as a film. There's a beginning, middle, and end. Is it a good beginning, middle, and end? Fucking no. But so it's there. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you a uh, a loaf of bread, some salt, um, some mayonnaise, and a cherry. Go make a cake. 
Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> like, like you asked him to make a cake with fucking horseshit ingredients, and I get that. This is the main reason I try not to like hate on him too much, but. <laughs> You can feel the indifference and you can feel his need to wave his dick around in mm. this movie, in, in, in the original one. You can feel the need for him to, like, show everybody, I'm Joss fucking Whedon. And, like, <laughs> nobody cares, dude. Like, it's Batman. Yeah. You're, like, you're not bigger than Batman. Buffy was never bigger than Batman. Nothing you have ever done is bigger than Batman. Like, roll it back. Like, roll yeah. it back a little. Take it easy. Like... Like and there's so much that like he didn't have to fuck up as much as he did. Like okay, prime example, the beginning with Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. the the scene in the bank. Like Wonder Woman just comes in and just kind of wipes shit out pretty quickly. Like, yeah, fixes it really fast. Now there was all this shit, this extra shit that happened, that makes that scene so much more poignant and important. And holy shit. And mm. like, okay. Because the scene is essentially the same. Like, it's essentially Except almost... Except it keeps ex- going. It keeps going. And yeah. Yeah. And, and like, it, it, it's just, you feel like, okay, this is bad. Like, something bad's really going to happen here. Like, it's the same thing. It's a group of terrorists who are going to blow up four city blocks. Yeah. Like, this is their plan in the film. In both films, it's the exact same plan. However... Yeah. In fucking um, Whedon's, it feels very much like, you know, Dr. Claw is going to blow up four city blocks. Saturday morning villain, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and like Wonder Woman's going to accidentally... The week. Yeah, like Wonder Woman's going to accidentally save everybody. Like sort of where in this one, there's very real peril. Like this mm-hmm. is going to be an act of terrorism. Four yeah. city blocks are about to be wiped out. People are going to die. Like, they don't care. They don't care about the police showing up or anything. Like, yeah, they're, they're like, there. More dead bodies. To, yeah, the more people that gather, the more dead bodies they're gonna be. And like Jesus, fuck, like that freaks you out a little bit. And then even the scene where she throws the the briefcase, the bomb through the ceiling, like she mm-hmm. dives up there, she dives into the sky and then throws it above her, and like lands right before this guy just wipes out everybody with a fucking assault rifle. And the part I really love the most is he picks up like his handgun. Like he's gonna start cutting, like shooting people with his handgun. And then he like has this look on his face like he changed his his mind. And everybody's kind of like, oh shit. And then he reaches out and grabs the fucking assault. Well, the the bullets are out, like the gun is empty. Yeah, and he just kind of looks like, well, I'm yeah. fucked. Yeah. And then like, oh look, a machine gun. Never mind. And like <laughs> she's over here like blocking these shots. And even in that scene, she gets shot in Whedon's. Like you hear the like it hit her her flesh and she like ah like screams out. <laughs> and like in Whedon's, she clashes her bracelets and like we cut to the next scene. Yeah, end of scene, yeah. End of scene. Whereas in this one, she clashes the bracelets. A flash of light happens and the wall just rips out of that building and like into the street. (laughs) And you see this guy's hat like floating down gently from the sky with smoke billowing from it. She stops them from blowing up the building by blowing up the building. Yeah. (laughs) She she saves four city blocks by blowing up the building. It is a Snyder movie. What can you Very, very Team America. (laughs) Yeah. And like... 
Like they they make it pretty fucking cut and clear. She killed that guy. Oh yeah, he was vaporized. He, he didn't give her a choice. Like she's like, bro, I'm stopping you at every turn. Like, are you done? And he fucking, <laughs> after he runs out of bullets, he loads in another clip. Yeah. Like, whereas in the other one, he runs out of bullets and she just like bracelet flashes him. In this one, he goes for another clip. Like he's like, I'm not done. And she's like, bro, like, you're going to make me kill. Fine, I'm going to kill you. And she just vaporizes his ass. And, like, a very. What does he say, I don't believe it? Yeah, a very real, like, I don't believe it. And she's like, believe it. And he goes for the goddamn bullets again. And she looks at him like, you're going to make me. All right, fine. And she just blows his ass away. And I'm like, see, like, what the fuck would you cut that for? It was another, like, 30 seconds. No, but, like, but then after that. After that, she goes over to to a young girl, and oh, she comforts yeah. her, and she comforts she comforts the little girl, and um, like it's it's a very poignant scene, and and it it shows what was lacking in in the other version, this mm-hmm. character who has been with humanity, mm-hmm. and who knows humanity, and 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 who understands. Uh, in, in the in the Wonder Woman movie, she was like, I, like I've never seen a child before, you know, and like she understands that this child needs comfort, so she comforts it. Like she doesn't like just like, whoop, see you later, you know. Yeah, yeah. And and that that's that's a, a, a for lack of a better term, a, the humanity that is shown by these metahumans mm-hmm. who are not from here, you know. Yeah, yeah. And like there, there's I'm just gonna fucking like, I don't I don't mean to like. Because one of the things that kind of set me off, um, and I don't remember the guy's name or what his fucking shitty little article was, but I, I, I've been reading uh, a ton of the reviews for Justice League, uh-huh. and there's just Snyder haters everywhere, and like that's fine. Like even they keep they keep praising the movie while simultaneously calling it bad. Like they can't call it, <laughs> you can't call it a bad movie. Like you can call it a long one. You can say there's too much. Yeah, you can't call it bad. It's cohesive. Like anybody can understand this story. Anybody can understand this movie. This four-hour movie is is infinitely more cohesive and better told story than the two-hour one we got. As a rated R film, it's pretty all right to show your kids. It's a soft R. Yeah, it's 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 very bloody, especially that amazing Amazon fight. Yeah, and see, this is what I. God, this this is what I was getting to. Um, one of the, and I don't remember his name because he's a fucking dickless loser, and I'm sure everybody in his life knows anyway. Um, but he was talking about how one of the things that really irritated him was, um, they said Wonder Woman was a little extra. I am woman, hear me roar, and it made me really fucking irritated because, um. I know a lot of people who will tell you that one of their heroes is Mariska Hargitay uh-huh. um, because of Law & Order SVU, because of what a strong character she's portrayed. Yeah. Like, she's been portraying this same strong, tough, badass woman for over 20 years now. Who's and, one of the most realistic characters I've ever seen in the TV series. Right. And there are so many women out there who don't really realize what an amazing heroine Wonder Woman is 
Mm-hmm. And some people do, but some people don't. There's some girls out there that don't know who Wonder Woman is. They know who Batman is because there's fucking Batman movies everywhere. They know who Superman is because there's Superman shit everywhere. But Wonder Woman is the third part of the Trinity. And mm-hmm. yes, a whole lot of her strength comes from the fact that she is a woman. Like a lot of the strength in her comes from the fact that she is a woman. And it's something that people gravitate towards. My aunt, my my uncle's wife, is the biggest Wonder Woman fan I have ever met in my entire life. She has, if she owns something, the Wonder Woman logo's on it. <laughs> she's got Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman wallet. She's got a Wonder Woman purse. She's got a Wonder Woman backpack. She's got Wonder Woman mugs, tumblers, coffee cups, regular cups, plates. Like, my uncle bought her um, the Gal Gadot and Chris Pine, Steve Trevor, Wonder Woman, Barbie, uh, oh wow! Fucking, uh, Comic Con exclusives. Oh wow! Like he, he ordered them from Comic Con, like to fucking get here for Christmas, like two years ago. She is the biggest fan of Wonder Woman, and like a lot of girls don't realize that there's a whole lot of amazing characters and women to look up to, which is why I feel like women's wrestling is so important because it's not just bra and panties matches anymore. It's actual yeah. like women actually putting on really amazing matches and like Wonder Woman and the Amazons in this movie, like it's not a whole lot of I am woman, hear me roar. It's a lot of they're fucking warriors. Yeah. And like they're that's why they're one of three entities in the known universe to protect a mother box. Mm-hmm. Like they're one of three entities in the known universe. And that uni- that that happens to be a race of women of yeah. Amazons. And like they they're protectors of it for a fucking reason. Because every time somebody gets near it, they kill the fuck out of it. <laughs> like they're bad fucking ass like mm. undoubtedly badass and fucking diana wonder woman is their fucking queen like what should be their queen but no she's come to earth to protect us yeah like she cares enough about us you can protect yourselves you're that yeah. powerful. these and they can't, and, and they need me and they're shown to be more than competent but yeah the thing is, the thing is that it's it's not done in a way that's in i don't i don't understand how people can be like oh they're shoving it in your face i'm like no dude they're just showing you you yeah, know like what are like, you talking about like, yeah like oh. it's not it's not shoving it in your face it's called representation dude like it pisses like me the other day so fucking much like the other day i i read a comment saying that uh um uh, i don't know if you've seen uh or heard of uh, raya the last dragon yeah um, that's what i've heard the, apparently, apparently, one of the characters is uh, is uh, um, is a non non conform non uh, conforming gender or what, oh, what's non, it called non non binary non binary yeah and one of the people one of the people said uh, that oh well, I don't want to watch a movie I don't want to watch a message movie he's like what do you mean like I don't want to watch a movie that has a message I just want to watch a movie just to watch a movie and and I'm thinking to myself so watch the movie yeah and I'm thinking to myself like dude. If 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 every movie has a message, yeah, every movie has every a message. single movie. If you watch a movie without a message, it's not a movie; it's a commercial, or or not a commercial, but it's it's a it's just blank, you know, uh, blank pictures on a yeah. screen, you know. And and it goes with this one too, man, because 
you have you have somebody like Gal Gadot, who is uh, um, this amazingly uh, attractive person, but in this version, at least, she is not looked upon as a sex symbol. Neither are the Amazonians. They're looked upon as like not once did I did I did I think to myself, wow, she's so hot. And not one movie. upskirt shot in this whole movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ, I get it, dude. You're trying to get a shot of it. Like, stop. Yeah. But uh and and like I like I said last week, like there 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 was there was several times in that movie where it was like, you know, uh yeah, dude, stop ogling her, dude. You know? Yeah, like I get it, bro. Like she's pretty. Like, can we fucking get back to Wonder Woman? Like, <laughs> like but, it's just, it's just kind of fucking ridiculous sometimes. And like I understand like where superheroes are always gonna get sexualized, like it doesn't matter. Like male female yeah, like that's it's fine, a, but that's it's not a, it's her. a kink for some people. But this is not what I came to watch. But I mean, that's fine. That's fine. If if you if you f- get sexual gratification from watching Wonder Woman kick ass, that's fine. That's yeah. totally cool. I'm not I'm not here to uh, not kink shame, bro. Yeah, like, dude. but like, you need to realize websites for this. This is why. I, yeah. this is not why I came to sit four hours. Like, but you need to realize pornography for four hours, man. I'm tired. But there's a difference <laughs> between between that. And making that her single character trait. Yeah, dude. You know? <laughs> he, he very much even like, like I, I remember reading that Ray Fisher said that like on more than one occasion, uh, he called Gal Gadot Natasha because that's what he would call. What's her name? Um, uh, God damn. I can't believe I forgot her. Scarlett Johansson. That's yeah. what he would call Scarlett Johansson on the set of Avengers. Like he would always refer to her as a Natasha, as her character. Yeah. And on, on more than one occasion, he called Gal Gadot Natasha. And it's so like he was equating the two characters. Yeah, because like, he's, he's relegating that. he's relegating her to standing in the background and looking pretty. Like <laughs> fucking Gal Gadot doesn't deserve that. She already proved that. Like fucking, she's better than that. And fucking, neither did Scarlett Johansson. Scarlett Johansson doesn't deserve that. She's better than that. Like, yeah. and so is the character of Black Widow. She deserved better than that. It shouldn't have taken. What is it? Fucking eleven movies for people to like. Hey, can we get a fucking Black Widow movie? <laughs> like, don't be cared, dude. Because like they gave her nothing for so long, yeah. and like you have already, they've already given so much to Wonder Woman. Like she already had her own movie. Like she already made phenomenal a, movie. Yeah, she already made such a fucking like, like grandiose appearance in Batman v Superman. Mm-hmm. Like, if fucking, I mean, be realistic. If fucking, if Iron Man and Cap were fighting at the end of the movie and they had to get together and fight fucking like Thanos in a fight, just them two. Or let's no, fuck it. Let's just roll it back. Ultron, actual Ultron, scary Ultron, <laughs> had to fight Ultron in a fight. And Black Widow showed up. <laughs> How much of a shit would any of you have given? Like, nobody would have given a shit. No. Like, no. She's just that? there to pick up Cap's shield when he drops right. it. <laughs> nobody would have given a shit. Like, she doesn't have, but that's not her fault. That's no. not, like, Marvel's fault. It's nobody's fault that Black Widow doesn't have the same fucking relevancy that Wonder Woman does. Yeah. Like, when you think of the Trinity, like, the actual DC tr- Trinity, it's Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman. Like, it's always been that way. Yeah. And, like, 
nobody would have cared if fucking like you know who you would have needed to pop up in the middle of that fight if it was fucking Cap v Iron Man, like you would have had to have been Spider Man. Yeah, like to equal that same kind of like oh like moment, <laughs> it would have had to have been Spider Man. So like, you can't relegate a character like Wonder Woman to being eye candy and like just somebody giggling like a schoolgirl next to Bruce. Like, give me a fucking break. Like, what are you doing, dude? Like, Zack Snyder played that sexual tension off so well. They touched hands and they were like, sorry, nope, sorry. Don't want to do that. He didn't dwell on it. It was just that one scene, you know? Like, Like, they didn't, and and then, uh, like, they they didn't have any other scenes where they they had that thing, uh, where they had that, you know, that that flirt, flirtatiousness, I guess. And that's because that's what, like, is supposed to happen in the comics. Like, Batman and her end up together at one point. Like, they do end up together at one point. They have a romantic relationship. So does Bruce and Lois Lane. Yeah. Like, it gets out there. Like, it really does. And, like... and they also hint at a love, uh, like a, a connection between Aquaman and Wonder Woman. Yeah, see, and that's that's your flashpoint. Mm-hmm. Like that's a flashpoint scenario. And the thing is, is all that is there without being ham-fisted, without being like in your face, and just like ah, ah, ah you see, like the relationship between him and Wonder Woman, between Aquaman and Wonder Woman, is so matter of fact. Yeah. Like it's just so. Like, it happens to be an Atlantean and an Amazon. Who would have thought? Yeah. Like it's it it really is like for lack of a better term, it's like a Nazi and a Jew. Like yeah. it's it's very like we're we're we they, they don't like each other. They've been it's at Jewish war and Catholic, one. the Capulets and Montagues. You know. Yeah. It's... Like it's they don't like one another and mm-hmm. like whatever, man. Like he didn't care. She didn't care either. She was like, I wasn't part of that war. He's like, neither was I. Yep. Like, I don't give a fuck. I've never met an Amazon. I don't know no Amazons. Like, I don't give a shit. And, like, same thing for her. Yeah. Like, and I like that. Like, I like that they play it off that way. I like that fucking not everybody's awkwardly crushing on fucking Wonder Woman in this movie. Like, yeah. like Flash didn't accidentally touch her boobies and shit. <laughs> well, there was that one scene, but, you know, that's it's, in the it's week, very but... much in character for for uh, for Barry Allen, who's just awkward around everybody in this movie, you know? There's like there's like one, one she's hot joke in yeah. the whole movie, and it's when they're digging up Superman's corpse, and he looks over at her and he goes, what do you think, man? You, uh... You think she's in the younger guys or or what? And Cyborg goes, she's 5,000 years old. Every guy is a younger guy. <laughs> and I was like, that's a good joke. Like, yeah. no more. Like, we talk about it no more. There's no lingering expectation of, like, I never once expected somebody to catch Wonder Woman. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I, I expected that a lot in fucking Whedon's Cut. Like I'm, I'm blown away. I didn't get it. I'm blown away. I'll give Joss Whedon that. Even Warner Brothers was like, "Don't have anybody catch Wonder Woman. She doesn't need to be caught." Like it's. I'm Wonder surprised. Woman. Like they didn't tie her up and and you know make her make her be like, uh, like Bruce, come save me. <laughs> yeah, I might have liked the movie a little more. They did. You know what I'm saying? Anyway. Uh, anyway. <laughs> no kink shaming. We're we're not the witch. movie shaming all kinks. No. <laughs> So no, let me talk like, about another. Let me talk about another uh, f- uh, female character that just got got her due justice in this movie. Uh, no pun intended. But there was. Let me talk about Lois Lane for a second. Finally, okay. finally, a Lois Lane. Lane. <laughs> like because oh god, dude. Um, 
I had no idea how much I cared for Lois Lane until I saw this scene, this movie. Because yes, she's, she's sad. Yes. She's mourning and everything, but you don't really see the, the extent no, you don't. Of her mourning in in no, in, in the Whedon version, in Ow. Zack Snyder's version, you see that she's quit her job. She's she's going over to the memorial every day. She's every going over day. so she's going over so many times. The security guards know who she is. She is. Which was she such brings a them good way coffee. of establishing that. Was such she, a great way of establishing that. The, you don't miss a day, do you, Lois? Yeah, I she like brings it here. coffee. You know. Yeah. And like she's stuck in this rut, this loop of just not being able to move on. That's how much, and and that's how much she loved him. Yeah, you know, that's and how like, much they cared about each other. Even the scene with Mar- Martha, with Martha, uh, coming to her and telling her like that she likes to talk to her because she's the only one who understands. Yeah, like she's the only one who knows what it's like to mourn in silence for him that all these people talk about him like they know who he was like they knew him at all yeah and like and she wants to tell and she wants to just scream at them like you don't know him like you don't know how proud i was of him of like everything he did for you like and she can't she can't tell people that she's the mother of superman and he can't and she can't tell people that she was the wife of superman yeah like all these these horrible things that a widow goes through and like not only do you have to go through them you have to go through it in silence like you can't yep. tell people that like why you're grieving so hard like it's a horrible thought and like amy adams does such an amazing like god damn she's such a good actress and it makes me mad that she's never gotten her due as lois lane like yeah. not, in, not in Man this of is Steel. the closest that we've got this is the closest that, yeah. that, that she's gotten to to actual uh you know use like her her connection to the story like her her uh her part to tell yeah is 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 actually important to the plot Yes, it is. Like you need Lois Lane in this in this version. Yes, you, know? you do. Like you need her in this for movie. a completely different reason than you need than in the in the, the the Joss Whedon version. You know. And like the the part that pisses me off the most about that is that like like Joss Whedon just turned that Lois Lane is the key. Like he he used that to just like red herring that story altogether because yeah. Warner was so sure like Zack Snyder's never coming back. We're not doing this anymore. Like kill it. Yeah. Like wipe that out, and he did, and I hate it for I hate that, like that Lois Lane is the key, like oh she's the key to making Superman calm down, like what, <laughs> like yeah. shut the fuck up, like I feel like that was much more important, and it wasn't until like the big nightmare sequence, um, which we'll get to later, uh, I, <sighs> man. <laughs> Like so, there's, there's just so, so much to unpack with this. And like, it was so good to see like Wonder Woman and, and I'm sorry, Lois Lane become a vital part of the story and not just like Batman, like I called her like Jesus <laughs> fuck. Like, yeah. which doesn't make any sense in the, in the grand scheme of things, because, um, it, there, there's, there's no way she, I, I seriously doubt that she would have been like, yeah, yeah, bring him back to life. Yeah, exactly. I was like, you had this phone call with her? Like, hey, yeah. uh, Lois uh, Clark's back, or he's. I'm going to bring him back, and I need you to be there 
just in case he doesn't come back right, cool, I'll be there. So like, why really? do we do it? Like, yeah, like if he's gonna come back evil, why do it at all? Yeah, you like, do know who Superman is, right? Yeah, and I'm like, <laughs> why is Aquaman the only one who's the the only person who's the audience in this movie? At least me. <laughs> like he's like, you don't bring people back to life. It's a bad idea. And I'm like, I'm with you, bro. Like. And even then, that scene is so much more vitally important because they really do discuss, like, what are we doing here? Yeah. What are we doing bringing back Superman to life? Like, and even the way they discuss it, like, because in Whedon's version, it's just like, hey, you give the mother box a little electrical charge and uh, we'll crank him right back to life. Yeah. And like, okay, like, how do we do that? And Flash is like, "Uh, I can generate electricity. Like, well, so so can a fucking wire. Like, yeah. what, like what the fuck is this? Like, does does cyborg not have electricity generating through him? Like, True. And they make the connection thing? between him and the mother boxes way more important. Like, yeah. So, uh, real quick, let's let's go ahead and take a break now, so that we can uh, get our bearings straight, and we're gonna go piece by piece through uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League and talk about how monumental uh, the 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 changes were in order to give proper treatment to characters like Cyborg and and the Flash and uh, even Iris West for, for a little bit, you know? For a brief moment, yeah. <laughs> for a brief Iris moment. Iris West for a moment in this film. Yeah. Very cool, might I add. So uh, what we're going to do is we're going to take a break uh, here on the Movie Know It All podcast on RGV Titan Radio. We are the 956. We will be right back. Are you looking for great local music? Then tune in to RGVTitanRadio.com. We play everything local, like hip-hop, rock, and country. If you want your music played on our radio station, then send your music to playmymusic at rgbtitanradio.com. Once more, that's playmymusic at rgbtitanradio.com. Be sure to send MP3 files that include the names of the track, album, and band or artist along with cover art. rgbtitanradio.com. We are the 956. From the depths of the primordial ooze of pop culture, Two figures emerge to bring their gift of knowledge and films to the masses. Their only qualifications? They watched a hell of a lot of movies when they were kids. They're not just experts. They're not just fans. They are movie know-it-alls. Join Bob and Will every Wednesday at 5 p.m. as they host the Movie Know-It-All podcast. Only on RGB Titan Radio. We are the 956. Need a few seconds, that's all! Where are you? Get 
gotta heal, Barry. Heal. is something that that the, the other version didn't have yeah let's cut that out right the sense of urgency the sense of epicness the sense of if they don't make it then the world is going to end like you don't you don't see that in in the in the in the in the weed and cut you know at all you don't feel that sense of urgency yeah like not one little bit and it go goes because you like we get a three-dimensional look at all these characters right? right so we've already been we already know batman we already know superman we already know uh, uh wonder woman but we get we get a look at uh at uh, aquaman and uh and cyborg and and um and the flash, flash. now uh I didn't think that I would get such an emotional attachment to Cyborg. Dude. Uh, I only know him from the uh, Teen Titans cartoon from the early 2000s, right? Like, that's that's what I know him for. And and also from the uh, 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 the, the Super Friends cartoon from the, uh, from the 80s. Uh, yeah, yeah. But... Like like I said before, they retconned his his uh, his backstory to yeah. include his his creation through the mother box. Right. But in in uh, they, they in, did this in the comics a long time ago, like in yeah. the fifty twos. Like when they when they brought in the new fifty twos is when they like after Flashpoint. Yeah. Uh, they made Cyborg a member of the Justice League and no longer a member of the Teen Titans. Yeah. And his story was indeed it was retconned uh, to make him a part of the mother box, which is just so like awesome (laughs) which made him even more powerful than than he was you know reveled only Uh, by dr manhattan in the dc universe now that's crazy that's it he's the only thing powerful enough to stop cyborg is dr manhattan that's crazy man (laughs) excuse me so you have it's and you the i don't know if you remember the uh the original trailers from the justice league um that it showed scenes uh, from this cut, it showed him like playing, yeah. playing football. It showed him in his human form, yeah. uh, playing football and, and all that stuff. All that stuff is restored here in this version, which um, it make it turns it because in in the original version he was just this mopey guy who was mad at his dad. Yeah, um, like there's no no real reason to fucking like be angry at him until this yeah. movie. But this one, it it, it Zack Snyder. Uh, there's there's a uh, an extreme respect for the character of Vic Stone. Yeah, big time. And, and uh, uh, what's his name? Ray Fisher. Yes. Like he 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 brings like a, a he doesn't overplay it. He doesn't no. like 
he he plays it like and, and he did it in the original version too which is which is why you know i'm 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 so upset that most of his scenes were cut yeah it's like, fucked plays, up how much of his um, how much of his story was cut yeah like and, you don't really realize that cyborg is probably like well they're all this it couldn't happen without any of them yeah. which is the best part about this movie is like if they were down one they would have lost that fight Exactly. Like, no matter what happens, if they were down just one of them, the fight is over. Mm -hmm. And, like, everybody's so important to the story. But Cyborg is kind of, like, such a pivotal piece. Yeah. Like, such a pivotal piece. Like, they wouldn't know anything about these fucking things if it wasn't for him. (laughs) Exactly. And uh, I I love the fact that they don't know who he is, and and they're like they're they're trying to 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 figure him out. Yeah. And we're 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 you know getting his his story as well, and and man, like he's the way uh, uh, Ray Fisher um, plays it, it's almost like he's trying to come to terms with with it while while having PTSD. Yeah. You know? Because he's he's got this this whole this, like this weight on his shoulders about one that he's 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 basically trying to wrestle the responsibility of of the fact that he was driving while, or like he was in the car with his mother when she passed away, right? You know when when she died in the car crash, mm-hmm. and then for his father who he had a falling out with mm-hmm. to basically bring him back to life. Yeah, and in a way that's not natural. Yeah, you know? and it leaves him this this virtually inhuman thing. Mm-hmm. Like for the most part, he's not human anymore. Like yeah. there's very there's very little of Victor Stone left, mm-hmm. and like physically. physically, and like even then, like emotionally, he's crippled now. Mm-hmm. Like, which is so weird because physically he's so much stronger and powerful, but emotionally, like he's crippled inside like he lost the only person that supported his dreams like his dad is this world-class scientist his mom is a doctor and he wants to be a football player because he's damn good at it and to top it off he's smarter than that like he's way smarter than that like they even again the even the fucking um the exposition is done so well like they tell you so much about him with just this little bit of exposition, like where she goes, where the she's talking to the the dean of his college, mm-hmm. and he goes, Mrs. Stone, and she says, Doctor, Doctor, <laughs> like get my shit, get my title right, yeah. like bullshit. I went to fucking school for ten years for you to call me Mrs. Like <laughs> my ass, <laughs> yeah. Like I didn't go to seven years of evil medical school to be called <laughs> Mister. Thank you very much. <laughs> I respect the fuck out of that because it was such a like. See, that's a very like. Now I know a lot about her her as a character. Yeah, like no, she's strong and she's powerful. Sometimes a line of dialogue is all you need, dude. Yeah, dude. If you do it right, and then he says, "I don't care that your son is going here on a scholarship, and I don't care that he's smart enough to hack into our system. What's not okay is that he changed the grades for his friends." And then when the mom tells him, like, that girl lost her family, how did you expect her to, like, keep her grades going after she went through something so traumatic? What did you do to help her? Yeah. Like, why is my son the one helping her? Like, 
that was so yeah. you learned so much about them yeah like you, you learned, learned everything you need to know about their relationship and about his ability uh her ability and like like the fact that he has a good heart yeah you like know? you you can take six seconds to do that and like i understand that that warner brothers wanted it to be in this time frame but like son of a bitch dude like you cut so much out of cyborg's story like there's nothing of cyborg left in in whedon's version yeah like you could tell how much joss whedon disliked ray fisher like you could yeah. tell like especially after seeing this movie and like i've been following ray fisher on twitter since he like started talking about like what a piece of shit joss whedon was uh-huh. it's been one of those things like i, I want to follow that journey because I want to know what like Joss Whedon's going to say because he's not the first person to say these things about Joss Whedon he's just the one who's not shutting up about it yeah like, he's, got, else, he's got the balls to actually come out and say something you know yeah and he and like he'd even said like the only reason I'm doing this the only reason I'm going to go back for reshoots is because it's Zack Snyder like mm-hmm. I have no interest in working with Warner who did nothing to fix the abuse that was fucking laid in on me from Joss Whedon I have no interest in ever working with that asshole again like and i get it why would you like why would you ever want to go back to work with with that and like it goes to show what a fucking great person Zack snyder is because all these people who said they want nothing to do with this anymore like we're willing to come back and still work with him yeah and and this is where i maintain um i talked about it last last week and i said i'd get more into it this week and i'm going to get into it right now real quick with you um this has changed movies as we know it like justice league is not just your average superhero movie by no. any stretch of the imagination like i meant what i said when i said it's terminator 2 in the sense that when you watch this movie it feels like magnum it feels different like yeah. this is not what i was promised this is infinitely more than what i was promised like <clears throat> We wanted the Snyder Cut. Um, we've gotten Snyder Cuts of stuff before. It's not too much different than what we <laughs> normally get. And here's the yeah. really funny fucking thing. It's not. There's still so much of, of Whedon's cut in this. But he cut all the stupid humor. He cut all the misplaced jokes, all the mistimed like gags. There is zero, zero scenes that Joss Whedon shot in this version. Yeah, and goddamn, you can feel it because yeah. there there is very real humor. There is really funny stuff in this movie. Like there are really great moments where you like I genuinely laughed. Like the first scene with the Flash, where like we see his powers for the first time in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like when he rips out of his own shoes to pull Iris West out of the air from her car, flipping a hundred fucking times, mm-hmm. and like. The way they even take the time to show you that he has to be delicate when he does this. Yeah. Because if he's not, he could rip right through people. Like he could rip like in them. the boys. Yeah, like he could rip them to, to, to atoms if yeah. he's not cautious. And he does. He takes her out of that danger so gently. And like it's so funny because it's the whole thing's in Zack Snyder slow motion. And he yeah. pulls this hot dog out of the air. <laughs> and this is this accident happens in the middle of him interviewing to be a dog walker. Yeah. And so, like, he pulls her out of the fucking air, lays her gently on the ground. The car explodes. She looks him 
dead in his face. Like, there's no denying she saw this man do this. Yeah. Like, she saw this guy pull her out of the fucking air and save her life. And then he disappeared into a bolt of lightning back into the fucking uh, pet store. And oh, my like, God. All the, I hope everybody's okay. All the dogs <laughs> are surrounding him, and he's got a hot dog in his pocket. He's like, see, I always carry meat snacks for situations just like this because it helps calm the dogs down, right? <laughs> right? I start Monday? Like, such a great <laughs> joke. And then, like... That scene is immediately from that line. The I write, I start Monday, is followed by the parademons walking out of the water, literally marching out of the water from the water being above their head to like yeah. all the way to the shore, dragging yeah, Atlanteans. Is, yeah. Like just they went into the water and they pulled them out. <laughs> like people can't find or see Atlanteans, they drag them out of the water. Like, the yep. parademons are badasses in this movie. They don't just pop like putties. And, like, <laughs> by the way, putties need to stop attacking the park. There are other places in Angel Grove, I'm sure. <laughs> anyway, um, moving on. Um, but I, I maintain, um, and mark my words when you hear me say this, because I'm I'm uh, a thousand, hundred million percent positive, this isn't done. It's not. We are going to get Zack Snyder's Justice League 2. And we are going to get Zack Snyder, Zack Snyder's Justice League 3. All of which are going to be four hours long. And they're going to come out every few years. And they're going to be four-hour events on HBO Max. And I guarantee you that. Um, and I'm going to tell you why. Because we're going to jump ahead right now uh, to a scene at the end. That really has not a whole has everything and nothing to do with the movie and did feel kind of like one of its many tacked on Lord of the Rings endings. Mm -hmm. But I do want to talk about the nightmare really quick. Okay. Um, if you really take a look for a moment at the nightmare scene, um, the nightmare scene is a continuance of the scene from Batman v Superman. If you don't know, uh, the scene where Batman's wearing the brown trench coat and he's got a machine gun and Superman rips his chest, his heart out of his chest after he tells him she was my world and you took her from me. So he keeps having nightmares of this world um, that are not nightmares. They're premonitions. Premonitions. Now, HBO has expressed interest in doing a Ben Affleck Batman story like as a show. Ben Affleck has expressed interest in working with Warner Brothers. Ben Affleck has expressed interest in working with Zack Snyder. Yeah, Ben Affleck uh, wants back in. <laughs> yeah, but he has no interest in making Batman movies anymore. Yeah. Um, follow me here. When it comes to the movies... A movie you know it all exclusively, exclusive, ladies and gentlemen. Pay yeah, attention to this. Pay attention and follow me here because you're all going to be sitting here after you hear this this fucking this this podcast, which comes out next week or a week after that, but it's being recorded March 21st. Okay, mm -hmm. we're about four days removed from the Snyder Cut. Yep. Now <clears throat> they keep setting up this nightmare sequence because the nightmare happens. And I've been maintaining that ever since Barry Allen rips through Batman v Superman. And he says, Lois Lane is the key. And everybody's like, yeah, well, it was just a bad dream. No, it fucking wasn't. No, it because wasn't. The papers in the background were still falling when he woke up. 
Yep. So that means Flash ripped through time. That nightmare is happening. In this sequence of the nightmare, we see Flash, we see Deathstroke, we see Mera, we see Batman, and we see the Joker. And Flash is wearing that armor that he's wearing in Batman v Superman with that helmet that removes itself from his face, the face guard. Yep. So this is really happening. Now, pay attention really quickly to who DC is not ready to let go. Who are we going to keep in theaters? Aquaman and Wonder Woman. Who did they kill in the nightmare? Aquaman and Wonder Woman. Exactly. Now, who are the actors who have expressed no interest in working with Warner Brothers or continuing these fucking movies anymore or have no interest with Warner Brothers working with them? Ray Fisher, Amber Heard, Ben Affleck, Jared Leto, Joe Mangolino, and Ezra Miller. But here's the Mm -hmm. thing about Ezra Miller, because they're still going to do a Flash movie, right? But we showed that Ezra Miller can cross every single universe in the DC multiverse because we're going to put in Michael Keaton in his yep. Flash movie. We've already yep. seen him come into Grant Gustin's Flash world. Yep. Like, that's where he got the name The Flash. Which was one of the highlights of that crossover event, I'll tell you that much. So. Like, one of the few. <laughs> so. We've already established multiple universes. Joker has even said, how many alternate universes have you destroyed by not being man enough to die? Like, we've, we've already established a multiverse. Why would we put it all in theaters? That is globally stupid. Like, fuck doing that. Well, how do we do a Justice League in theaters? Well, that Henry Cavill's evil now. And Henry Cavill has no interest in working on the movies anymore. Plus, we've already said we want to cast the black guy as Superman. How do we do that? We remove Henry Cavill altogether. We make him the bad guy of the Nightmare series. Can you imagine a 10-episode, 8-episode Batman series where Henry Cavill's the bad guy? Oof. And you have so all these characters. So they're, they're, you're basically saying that they're going to do the Injustice storyline. Exactly. Through a TV show, through the nightmare. Now, what I think is going to happen is they're going to finish Justice League uh, the way it's supposed to have been finished. And I think, and mark my words here, because I am 100 million thousand percent sure, Justice League 2, the anti-life equation. Two years later, two or three years later, Justice League 3, the flashpoint paradox. Mm. And that's how we'll that's how we'll change everything. We'll erase that Superman. We'll erase that Batman. You want to throw fucking Robert Pattinson into the new Justice League, but you don't want to get rid of Gal Gadot. This is how we do it, baby. Hmm. Kill Ben Affleck, but we keep Batman alive. We kill Henry Cavill, but we keep Superman alive. They're not the only Superman and Batman in the universe. So this Batman will die. This Superman will die. All of these characters will die. But we'll be able to keep Gal Gadot. We'll be able to keep Jason Momoa. We'll be able to keep Shazam. We're going to add the Atom now. And this is how you can create the Justice Society. This is how you bring in Hawkman, who I have my goddamned fingers crossed is going to be Adam Driver. You think Adam Driver is is, uh, going to be Hawkman? I want so badly for Adam Driver to be Hawkman. That voice, that build, that face, he's Hawkman, dude. 
the nose <laughs> he is no dude he's Hawkman. like it's honestly like 90 percent of it is is his voice like ever he's since i've seen him voice. ever since i saw him as kylo ren and i was like oh that's not a voice modulator that's just an enhancer like that's how he talks yeah. like my man's got a real deep voice he's got a superhero voice like i want him to be either Hawkman or brainiac Ooh. like i know right like let's say it again brainiac you know you know what you know what uh uh DC would probably do what Warner Brothers would probably do. They would probably just like get James Spader to play Brainiac. You know what? I'd be <laughs> all right with that. I'd be all right with that. I still desperately want Hugh Jackman to play Ra's al Ghul. Mm-hmm. Like, there's room for Ra's al Ghul. Like, well, you know he's... who's playing? You know, you know they they already cast um, Hawkman, right? Oh, did they? Who they cast? Yeah. Uh, Hawkman is actually making his appearance in the Black Adam movie. Yeah, yeah, I figure he would yeah. be. Uh, yeah, man, they cast Aldous Hodge. Oh, uh, is he a black guy? Yes. Yeah! Oh, wow, what a good choice! Yeah, good dude, choice. they cast Aldous Hodge, dude. Yeah, 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 ah, what is he? Shit, I know his name. I, I, I'm seeing his face, and I can't... So, fuck me. Uh, Aldous Hodge... Uh, he he was he was the uh, the the friend in uh, the Invisible Man. Yeah yeah, yeah 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 okay good oh good choice and and he was um uh, what do you call it? Samuel Jackson's nephew in uh, 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 Die Hard with a Vengeance. That's right, that's right. He's a little kid in Die Hard with a Vengeance, the older yep. brother. And he played MC Ren in uh, Straight Outta Compton. That's where I re- that's what I remember him from. Yeah, that's what I remember him from. And now he's playing Ren. Hawkman. That's a good choice, man. Yeah. Like, I kept picturing him with a cap, and I'm like, son of a bitch, what did I see him in? <laughs> yeah. Like, it was driving me nuts. But, yeah, man, that's a good choice. That's yeah. exciting. Then, yeah. fuck, I want Adam Driver to be Brainiac, like, really badly. <laughs> but Adam I, Driver playing Brainiac, yeah. I just want him in something in the DCEU. Like, yeah. and, like, it's not over. You'd, you have to, okay. I know... I know it's easy to just leave money on the table and just like, fuck it. I'm just, I, I'm fine losing that kind of money, but come <laughs> on, come the fuck on. Yeah. This is okay. Look, man, it, it, when they even, they went so far as to break it down for everybody in case it was like four hours. How am I going to do four hours? They put it like on uh, HBO max for you. Like Zack Snyder's Justice League, a chapter guide. So the the prologue is only nine minutes. Part one is 28. Part two is 32. Part three is 42. Part four is 30 minutes. Part five is 32 minutes. Part six is 41. And the epilogue is 19. You're basically, um, you're watching eight episodes of a 30-minute TV show. Yeah. Like, can you sit through eight episodes of How I Met Your Mother? Can you sit through eight episodes of Big Bang? Like, something like that. I know you guys can sit through ten fucking episodes of a show. <laughs> Netflix figured that out. Yeah, That's why they binge watch. That's why you binge watch shit. You can binge watch this. It's broken down so you can binge watch it. Whenever you see something that says part three and you're tired, you can stop and come back to it. Yeah. Like and and the story will continue and you won't forget where you are. It's built this way. Like no one has ever tried 
anything like this for a movie ever once. And it's brilliant. Like, it's really good. It flies by really fast. And I promise you, if you've never seen Justice League, you'll finish it going, it should have been longer. Yeah. Like, it, you feel the same way when you finish a show. That's the, that's the only thing I can equate it to. Is when you binge watch an entire TV series of something, an entire season of something, and now you've got to wait a year for it to come back. And I, I, I really want uh, Warner Brothers to take note. Okay. Yeah. And I want Zack Snyder to take note because I know that that this whole situation was just a uh, like I I know like it was tragic. And uh, it was very traumatic for for Zack Snyder and his family. Mm. But I just hope that he has some solace in knowing that out of this whole tragedy that happened with his family and uh, everything that happened with with Warner Brothers basically kicking him off the project and, and ruining his vision or his original vision. Yeah. That... What he had originally intended, now that it's out, it is it is touching people and it is doing what he wanted it to do. And it is very, very successful right now. Yeah. And it's it's undeniably successful. It's an undeniable hit. Yeah. Like and he is changing people's minds about the he like the DC universe right now is back <laughs> like it's With it's vengeance. back you know he black like, lanterned it they did <laughs> Zack snyder did in one four-hour movie what warner brothers couldn't do in four two out two and a half hour movies yeah like and all because they wouldn't just let him do what he was trying to do he had like, a plan from the very beginning since man of steel he knew it, what he was doing it's honestly like it, it would have been like okay Imagine if fucking Leonardo da Vinci was trying to paint the Mona Lisa and somebody kept coming in and like, nah, like paint, put this on it, add this to it, take this to yeah. it. And he kept doing it and it started looking like shit. And then something so bad happened that he had to put his paintbrush down, put it down and go, I'll be back. I've got to take care of something first. And somebody went, nah, I'm just going to have somebody else finish it for you. <laughs> and they come and they slap all this bullshit all over the Mona Lisa and then they leave it there and they call it a painting and then five years later Zack Snyder comes back with a whole new color of paint yeah like he discovered a new color and painted this amazing story that I don't give a fuck and fuck modesty I deserved it we deserved it like (laughs) we deserved that kind of a superhero movie like make yeah. me feel something different. I don't read and watch Marvel movies for the reasons they all end with happy bullshit endings. Like even the sad ones are sappy bullshit endings. <laughs> like sometimes bad shit has to happen. And like Zack Snyder is not afraid to make the bad shit happen. It's not yeah. afraid to show you the bad shit that's coming. Like it, 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 it took... It takes balls to make a movie like that. And and I, I'll say it again, the closest thing I've ever seen Marvel do to that is is uh, Infinity War. It took a lot of balls to end the movie that way. Yeah. Excuse me, especially when but you're see, Disney. It took a lot of balls. But they did it 
but they did it with the knowledge that they were going to come back. Right. Zack Snyder hey. did this with the knowledge that he might he not didn't, come back. Yeah, he he's made it pretty cut and clear. Like, neither of us have interest in working together again, but we're not opposed to it. Yeah. And it's like, motherfucker, you know we want it. They've already started the, to, the release, the air cut. We want the serious <laughs> Suicide Squad. We yeah. want a serious Suicide Squad story, at least one that was more serious than what they gave us. See, this- that's that's another thing that happened with with uh, with the whole reception with Batman v Superman. Yeah, and the fallout. David, I mean, uh, Zack Snyder wasn't the only one that got screwed over. David, no, everybody, everybody got the boots to it. Everybody yeah. got because of it. And it sucked. It sucked because like Warner Brothers was like make that. I was like, we don't want to see that. There's a reason we're not. We don't want to see it. We've already seen it. We don't mm-hmm. need more of that shit. Like we want something different, dude. Make a different fucking like movie. Like make a different kind of superhero movie. These are different kinds of superheroes. Like yeah. yes, they steal from each other. They steal from each other all the time. Like, I'm I'm not going to sit here and fucking fan the flames on either of those sides because we're just as fucking guilty. Like, DC is just as, I say we're, like, can you tell what side I picked? Yeah. Uh, DC is just as guilty (laughs) of of character infringement and theft just as much as fucking Marvel is. Marvel is just a little bit more blatant. Yeah. Like, if you don't, yeah. Like, if you don't know where they got the idea from Thanos from, watch the Snyder mm. Cut. Yeah. Like, give me a fucking break. He's literally a purple dark side. <laughs> like, I've been saying it for ages. I don't know how long I've been saying it. Like, it's and, a purple dark side. And what this movie did, uh, because dark side didn't come out at all, right, in the in the original, in the Zach no. Joss Whedon. No, like they, at all. They made him like such a presence in name alone. Yeah, like, like they say, Dark Side. Oh, you don't want to. You don't want to talk about Dark Side. <laughs> they treated him like Voldemort in yeah. this movie. Like he nobody shall says, not be named. Yeah, dude. Like they, because that's the thing. See, that's what was so exciting about Voldemort. When Voldemort arrived, everybody's like, "Oh my fucking god, it's Voldemort." He had no idea who he was. Took him like, four movies just to show up. Like, we've just been talking about him for so long. It's the same thing in the Snyder Cut. We keep talking about Darkseid. For who? For Darkseid. Like, Darkseid. it's all for fucking Darkseid. And, like, you've got this unstoppable monster, this killing machine that is Steppenwolf. Like... That looks so much more like a monster than he did a man. Like, I like, don't get me wrong, I honestly kind of preferred um, Whedon's version of Steppenwolf. I, I much preferred it until I saw Snyder's. And I was like, okay, that's scary. Like, yeah. That's intimidating. Like, that's a fucking monster if there ever was one. Like, no remorse, no negotiating, no, like, nothing. Like he's Don't you just, just love the voice modulation that they that they put on Steppenwolf and Assad and Cyborg and yeah. everybody. You know who's kind of like, but I'm gonna because it's not without its error. <laughs> I'm just gonna put it out there. Um, Ben Affleck in Batman v Superman was really, really, really good uh-huh. as Batman with the voice. Because he used his own voice 
and they modulated it to give mm-hmm. him a bat voice, right? Yeah. Now, when you inevitably are the voice of Batman in one way, shape, or form, whether it's the animated series, uh, the video game, it doesn't matter. You have to have a bat voice. Mm-hmm. Kevin Conroy's voice is deep. It's not that deep. Like, mm-hmm. he makes his voice that yeah. deep. Like, but it does, he, he's only going down a pitch or two, like an octave yeah. or two. Like, it's his voice. It's just, he's just using it lower. There's and a great like, scene. There's a great scene in uh, Batman the Animated Series where uh, he's talking to, to I think it's to, com- no, he's talking to a scientist, I think, mm-hmm. and to Commissioner Gordon. And he talks to Commissioner Gordon in his Batman voice, and then he switches over to talk to the scientist in the Bruce Wayne voice. Yeah. And see, it's little subtle things like that. Here's the problem. I feel like Ben Affleck forgot that they're going to modulate his voice uh, post. (laughs) And sometimes it sounds like the modulated voice is him trying to make a Batman voice. (laughs) And he just doesn't have a good Batman voice. He's making his daredevil voice. And they're modulating it. And I'm like, why did you do that? (laughs) Like... Stop talking like that, dude. Like, just use your regular voice. That's the point of the modulator. Like, that's what makes it. This is my real voice. (laughs) Yeah. Like, there's little things like that. Again, the movie's not without its error. Um, Boy, did it feel like there was a bunch of endings. It it very much Return of the Kings at the end. But, I mean, Um, it's it's setting up. uh, The universe. the, The universe that may never come. Which is so sad. And that's and and like, I wanted I wanted to say that maybe they should have released those scenes in a separate, you know, release. Yeah, and not maybe. necessarily attach it to the movie the, because the scenes maybe. Yeah, like and it, it kind of or like extra features, bonus features. Yeah, yeah. Like it kind of it kind of takes away a little bit the the power of the ending. Mm-hmm. Like uh, uh, the, the the scene at the, that uh, that was at the beginning of this hour, um, it had this emotional kick to it because the entire movie you see Barry Allen um, trying to do the right thing. Like he's the, he's the he's the one that he's the naive one. He's the young one. Yeah. He's the he's the one that doesn't know what he's doing. Like he's we're a group of heroes, guys. To, like yeah, he's trying to like, do hero shit. He's just trying to do the right thing. Right. And throughout the, everything that happens, they fail. And he makes the decision to go back in time mm-hmm. to try to make it right. Now, what the consequences of that are, we don't we don't see in this ver- in this movie. But the fact that he did that and he succeeded and and what was that line like i want dad i want you to know that your son was one of the good ones or one of the best yeah, or something like one of the, like dad i want you to know your your kid was one of the good ones or was, yeah. was one of them one of the best of the best yeah like i cried like, that's so such hard a, that's such <laughs> like, an emotional like it's such an emotional impact for it to be dissipated by the many other endings, you know? Right. And and, and, and the, thing, the thing about it is that, like, there is a very real implication when he, right before he does it, he says, you've got to break the rule, Barry. Yeah. As if to imply he's done this before. Like, he's run back in time. 
to unfuck something and it's cost him very bad and like it's very it's 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 very subtle but there's a line in there that says that he can bend space and, and time like it's 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 very subtle like it's it's not dwelled upon at all but because he doesn't want them to know he can do it yeah exactly exactly like he makes it really feel like he doesn't want them to know that he can do this because going back in time fucks everything up Mm -hmm. like he knows it does and like he doesn't want to do it and i think like this is where the nightmare is because even what's his name when Cyborg connected to the mother boxes and the mother boxes give him uh, every possible thing that can happen with doing this, he saw the nightmare. Yeah. Like Cyborg sees the nightmare too. So like, I think the idea behind it is that Barry running back in time and not letting dark side come through when he was supposed to is the reason Lois dies. Is because had he come through when he was supposed to, there would there would have been time to save Lois. There would have been time to save more people. Like, yeah, the Earth would have been terraformed, but they would have been able to stop him together. Whatever happens causes Superman to snap. Like, so I imagine this is where he fucked that up. Was if 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 they kept doing the things they were doing, Superman is going to snap. Yeah, like bad things are going to happen if you keep doing things this way. And so because they kept doing these things this way and Barry ran back in time to fix something that shouldn't have happened, like it fucked everything up. Nobody could hit him the entire movie. But that parademon like timed him yeah. and, and hit him like at the perfect moment. It was almost as if the universe was trying to stop him. And he has the power to reverse that. And he says before he does it, got to go faster than light. You got to go faster than than you've ever gone before. You got to break the rule, Barry. Yeah. Like he's done this before. The implication to that is that he's run back in time and he's unfucked something before and it screwed (laughs) everything up. And then he went back and fixed it. (laughs) Yeah. Like I imagine that that's why he doesn't do it now. That's why he like, I don't, that's why I'm never going to do that again. That's why he doesn't ever tell anybody that he can run back in time, that he can fuck with space time, but he doesn't tell anybody that he can run back. And that's vital. That's important. There has to be a gigantic reason as to why he won't do it in the nightmare. Hmm. Like yeah. there has to be a reason he's not doing it in the nightmare. And I imagine it's probably because they showed that Superman can catch up to him. Yeah. Like they showed that in this movie. That Which I only- thought was a Whedon scene. <laughs> yeah, I did too. And like, no, they specifically wanted you to know that that Superman can keep up with the Flash. Yeah, like we don't know if he's faster than him. Well, we the comic book fans know, but in the movie, you don't know if he's faster than him. All you know is that he's as fast that yeah. he can move as quick, and like, or just right under him. Like Flash barely ducks and dodges his punches. Yeah, like they really fucking show you that Superman can move like they want you to know that. And even then, like this whole movie is building up to like bringing him back. And like because he's the only one who can single handedly stop Steppenwolf and in what is probably the most Superman fucking beat down 
I have ever seen. It is so satisfyingly Superman when he when after Barry runs back in time mm-hmm. and reverses those thirty seconds, or not even. I think it's like eight seconds. Yeah, like he reverses like eight seconds. And he touches Cyborg, and Cyborg taps into the box, and Steppenwolf comes down with his axe, and Superman just like takes it to the chest, and just like yeah, and like and, doesn't fl- like no sells it like crazy. Dude. I, he just shakes his head, not impressed, <laughs> and just like frosts the axe and breaks it, and proceeds dude. to literally beat Steppenwolf's horn off of his head, dude. like. That he was just so fucked him up, like brutal, dude. Like, okay, like, what um, an ass whooping. <laughs> I mean, the 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 way it looks when when he shoots his horn off his head with his late with his uh with his heat vision, like, oh, dude, like I don't have horns on my head. Yeah, that hurt me, dude. But like, then, I was like, oh, God, that hurt. Because you saw, like, him, It's he's cutting through bone and flesh. It's bone. Yeah, like, it's yeah. bone. Like, that thing's a bone. You can hear it, like, like yeah. cracking as he's ripping through it. And, like, here's the thing, though. And, like, there's such, again, little things that Snyder adds. Because this is a scene where the portal to Apocalypse is opening. Yeah. And, like, Darkseid's, like, getting ready to come through. And you see... Darkseid and Desaad and Grady Goodness, like, and if you're not a fan of the comic book, you have no idea who these people are. Yeah, but if you they are, are fan- very, 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 very bad. Yeah, they're the, they're that. like if there's four horsemen of the apocalypse, Steppenwolf's yeah. one, and that was the other three. It's basically four. It's basically like three Thanoses. Yeah, pretty much. Like Granny yeah. Goodness is not to be fucked with. Yeah, like and neither's Desaad, and like. So here they are, the three of them standing and fucking like they're beating the fucking piss out of Steppenwolf. Superman laser blasts his horn off of him. And as he stands up, like, no, like just stop. Fucking Aquaman just runs the trident of Atlantis through his heart and just like lifts him off the ground like fucking like Dracula style (laughs) like just picks him off the ground and Superman just boom punches him off the trident into the fucking portal and as he's flying into the portal Wonder Woman just lops his fucking head off and the head rolls right to Darkseid's foot. And, like, just to demonstrate, because blowing the horn off with his laser vision took, like, three seconds. It yeah. took some effort to cut that horn off. And Darkseid just steps on his face and snaps the other horn off. That like, instantaneously was one of the snapped. most... And that, my friend is one of the most satisfying villain deaths I have ever seen in a movie. I've never enjoyed a villain death more. (laughs) No joke. And I hate, I hate that I keep comparing it uh, outside of the T-1000. Yeah. Like it's, it's so satisfyingly terminated. If you, if you 
there's some people that like like Terminator 2. It's okay, it's fine, or whatever. Fine, you're weird. <laughs> you Experience Terminator 2 the way I did, and you saw that and said, like, this is so much more than a movie. Like, there's so much story that's told, and it's all so good and so cohesive and mm-hmm. so easy to understand. And like, even the parts that I don't understand are interesting, and I want to know more about it. Like, like I'd never heard the term pneumatic polyalloy before Terminator <laughs> 2. And I'm like, oh, like, like reshaping metal. Like, I learned that. And I'm like, that's fucking scary. What an intimidating idea for a Terminator. Reshaping metal. Yeah. Like, creepy. And, like, you get all these incredible feelings watching that movie because the action is so intense. It's so over the top. And, like, there are so many moments that, like... They did in the original, and they don't feel the same. The gravity is not the same. The fight between the Justice League and the Parademons before Superman shows up. Like, when he hides inside... When Batman hides inside of a trailer, and the Parademons start tearing it apart in this one, and you're like, what's he gonna do? And they rip the doors open, and it's pitch dark in there, and you just see the... The headlights turn on. Yeah. And... The Batmobile comes flying out like, oh my <laughs> balls, dude! I'm like, yeah, you're supposed to be a Batmobile in this movie. <laughs> like, and he starts just killing the absolute fuck out of these things with his Batmobile, and the Batmobile is not a red herring. Like, it's yeah. not there to just like it makes noise and it makes it it upsets them. Okay. <laughs> like, no. What are you going to use it for, Batman? I'm going to kill every last one of these fucking things with it. That's what I'm going to do with the big gun on my fucking car. What are you going to do when they rip the big gun out? I'm going to get out of the car and I'm going to kick the shit out of them. Because <laughs> I'm fucking Batman. <laughs> like, it was the most Batman thing fucking ever. Like, it's as good and it's so much longer than the factory fight. Than yeah. the warehouse fight in Batman v Superman. It feels so Batman. Like, yeah. you expect... This is the type of shit you expect Batman to do. To fucking fuck you up with the Batmobile, and then when you fuck up the Batmobile, for him to get out. Like, that's a mistake. Now he's getting out of the car. <laughs> oh, you done messed up now, boy. Yeah, you done fucked up now. You got him out of the car. Like, <laughs> and it's brutal. They even use the... My man. And it works. Like, it yeah. doesn't feel forced. Like, they still use that scene, that my man, where Cyborg just throws him. And I'm yeah. like, that didn't feel stupid. It didn't feel stupid this time. That scene is quite literally the same. Like, yeah. instead of saying, ride's not over, he just says, you're welcome. And then he's like, my man. And he throws him into a parademon, he spikes it, and then he surfs it to the ground. Like, yeah. and you know what? It didn't feel forced or dumb. Like, it didn't feel forced or dumb. It felt really like, yeah, that's what Aquaman would do right now. And that's another thing that I wanted to uh, to, to to touch on a little bit is the length of, of the movie also uh, it adds to their camaraderie. It yes. adds to the to the fact that at the end of the movie, these total strangers that met just barely met each other in this story, like they've gone through enough. And you've seen enough of them to know or for them to to realistically work together as a cohesive unit. 
Right. You know, and that's I mean, you you believe it. You totally believe it that that they um that they are a cohesive unit. Uh, of, of course, you know they're they're still trying to to figure each other out and everything, but they spend enough time with each other to to get to get to the uh, uh, you know the nitty gritty with each other's characters. Right. Like like you, you get that scene with with uh, 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 Wonder Woman and 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 Aquaman, who yeah. has who has a familial history uh, right. with each of their peoples. You know, you have that scene with Cyborg and, and the Flash, which is way, way more uh, realistic and natural. Yeah. And they're, they're, they're like, they're, I like that they're both, like they, everybody kind of pairs off in these weird, like sort of groups where like an Atlantean and an Amazon who were once at war with each other and mm. like Flash and Cyborg who both used to just be regular ass humans. Yeah. And then you have that dynamic with, with Clark and Bruce yeah. and like, it still has that same, you know, feel at the end with the, like, how'd you convince the bank to, to give him back the house? Like I bought the bank. Yeah. Like you still have that joke and like, it's still there even like, but the little things that weren't there in the first one, like Clark's reaction to that, like how his eyes like widen, he's like, Jesus, Bruce. Like and he pats <laughs> him on the shoulder, like you would, right? Like you would buy the damn the damn bank. <laughs> and like, like, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you just buy that problem away? And like yeah. stuff like that just was so so important to like their characters, to like why they would why they're trusting each other. Mm-hmm. And like it makes moments like the Batmobile scene where they're where the parademons start attacking, they start piling on the car. And fucking Wonder Woman starts knocking them off the car. And then Cyborg starts knocking them off the car. And you see that the Flash is running alongside of it. Mm-hmm. And then Aquaman jumps in. And then there's that moment where they hit the bump and all of them go into the air and they're all riding together. Like yeah. that felt important because it felt like that was where you united them all. Like they're united. Like and then this, you get that you get battle. that shot. You get that shot mm-hmm. of them just going like you know, all of them together like that Avengers shot. Yeah, for, and like, it, for lack of it, a better term. <laughs> yeah, it it is. It's an Avengers shot. It's a very Avengers Assemble shot. But yeah. um, we didn't have eight years or fucking 12, 13, 14 fucking movies to build to this. Yeah, like we didn't but have all the earned, dude. Like it's, it's totally earned. earned, you know. Like and it you... goes to show that you can do this in four hours. This is why yeah. I'm telling you, it's not over. Like Warner did this out of spite. They gave it to him because like, they're not gonna stop harassing us. And like, fuck it, if we stand to make a buck, let's make a buck. Well, yeah. they stood to make way more than a buck. And it, you can't pretend. Like, you cannot be the head of Warner and look at all the paychecks that are coming that don't yeah. say Snyder Cut on it. <laughs> like they don't say HBO. Like they're gonna they they've made so much money from this. Like hand over fist money. You can't ignore it. And the thing that I really foresee happening, the thing that I really see Zack Snyder doing is giving the opportunity to another director. I'm sure that these are all great. going to be Zack Snyder's Justice League because they're want they're going to want his name in front of these forever. Mm-hmm whether he directs the next one or quote unquote produces it. And by produces it, I mean hands it off to a director he knows is gonna get it and do it and he trusts. Like, that's what we're gonna end up getting. Like Zack Snyder presents Justice League 2 directed by whoever the fuck, another four hour event on HBO. 
Yeah. Like, I see him doing that because I personally think he said all he needed to say. The end of the sentence is the beginning of the credits in that movie where it says for autumn. Like, yeah, like that was that that like it hit really hard. That really hit me because um, like I, 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 uh, I understand like people's grieving processes, like everybody's different whatever but like when you when you do something this intensive mm-hmm. and this like heavy now i'm not talking about tone wise i'm not talking about story wise i'm talking about everything that went on with this movie uh-huh. and then for for you four years later to finally finish it your yeah. original vision a vision that has been tainted by <sighs> corporate corporate interests the death of 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 your child the the taking away of of the film that you worked so hard on yeah and then for the last thing that you put on the on on this labor of let's face it labor of love mm-hmm. you know for autumn you yeah. dedicated to your child mm-hmm. like this was Zack snyder's goodbye yeah to the to the to the uh to the, the, DC uh, the DC universe, and it, and it and feels like what a way to freaking go, dude! Yeah, like a hell of a send off. Like beats the yeah. fuck out of Age of Ultron. <laughs> but like, it, and it is. It, it feels like his way of saying, like, I'm done. Like I did what I wanted to do. Like there's still so much story to be told, but it's not my story to tell anymore. Yeah. Like, and if he could give somebody the opportunity to continue that story and to tell it better than he could, he's going to. I have yeah. no doubt in my mind. He's one of the most selfless directors on the planet. Like he he's he's willing to give up a lot to bring these things to life, to bring these things that we've all loved and cared about for so long and give them the attention and love and respect that they they deserve that they get from all of us. You so rarely get to see it in film nowadays. Like I'm sorry, you may like a whole lot of what Marvel did with the movies. It is a complete bastardization of the comics like a complete bastardization like none of this shit really happens in the comics like uh, some of it totally does but a whole lot of it doesn't some of it happens in dc comics thank you very much winter soldier (laughs) um and i'm fine with it i get it i understand why you would steal that story it's a damned good one under the red hoods one of the best but like it is a total and complete bastardization of everything that Marvel has done. And there's so much good shit that Marvel has done. And whenever they get to really tell Marvel stories, they're pretty fucking dark. Like, look at what they did with Logan. Like mm-hmm. that was pretty close to the comic. Pretty close. And like there, it's it's missing one big, huge, gigantic plot point, but for the most yeah. part. <laughs> it's, it's it's missing baby Yoda, but yeah. uh, I don't care what you want to call it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. His name's Grogu. It's Baby Yoda. Yeah. Eat a dick. That's that's the new name for that red herring. Yeah. Is just oh, you're Baby Yoda for the movie. But like, but I, I'm 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 gonna say this, man. Um, the 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 fact that um that this story has finally been told. Yes. And I hope that it shows that you don't 
have to copy Marvel, dude. You don't. Like, you don't have to co- trust in your filmmakers, dude. Don't trust be so knee-jerk, dude. Trust don't the gra- source material. Yes. Don't grab it because it's a comic. Read it. Learn about it. Know about it. And know if you want to make that kind of a movie. There's a reason nobody's done Spawn since they did it in fucking the 90s. And it's because everybody wants to turn it into a superhero movie, which it is not. No, it's a like, supernatural it's horror. <laughs> like, and like everybody who's read it knows that. Like, yes, there's action. Yes, there's guns. Yes, there's a cape. Like, <laughs> there's still horror. It's a horror story and it needs to be made as such. Yep. It's the same thing with this. Like, these are apocalyptic stories and it has to be made to feel that way. I have to feel and fear the looming apocalypse that is coming. And they finally did it in this movie. And they and did if a you don't, damn good job. And if you don't understand that DC is a dark, like a, a dark storytelling entity, dude, dude, watch watch the crisis or, or read the crisis. Read Go to freaking H- death metal, dude. If you have it on HBO Max and you're getting ready to watch it, watch some of the cartoons. Yeah. Watch some um, of the cartoons. See read the current run of, of read the current run of of uh, of uh, Batman Metal and Death Metal, dude. Right. Watch Under the Red Hood. Watch the Flashpoint Paradox. Watch yeah. Justice League Flashpoint Paradox. Watch Batman Under the Red Hood, and just be blown away by how dark these stories are. Yeah, like they they're are not dark. dark just to be dark, guys. No, they're, they're not dark they're, just to be dark. They're they, dark they're, and they're fucking amazing. Yeah. I just want to say one more thing. I just want to say one more thing. Um, Like, is there any other way that you can show speed on film other than ripping off Brian Singer from Days of Future Past? Oh, you can't. Like, and and like, but, but the scenes with the flash, you can show that you can do it that way and still do it very differently. How much time do we have left? Well, do we have a moment to talk about Jared Leto? Okay, yes, ladies and gentlemen, um the the gigantic uh painted elephant in the room. <laughs> Guys, I have been saying this. I know Bob has been saying this. I've been preaching it since day one. Dude, Jared Leto's little cameo as the Joker in this film. Ooh. It makes the I know I criticize the uh, uh, the 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 tacked on ending of the apocalypse scene. Jared Leto's performance <laughs> in this scene made it worth it, dude. Okay, every his banter with Ben Affleck's Batman is everything that the Joker in Batman has and always been. The like. banter that they had, dude, the the hatred slash need that they have for each other is They're, all on full display. In we this have one little scene. We have seen some Batman and Joker scenes in a movie before. I mean, Michael Keaton and Jack Nicholson was the you you made I made you you made me first. Yeah, like powerful. Um dark knight don't talk like one of them because you're not one of them yeah like people like you and me like that amazing but (laughs) this is the first time on on live action film that we have ever seen a batman and joker who have had decades together who hate each other slash need each other 
Oh, that guy's home. Can you hear it on the podcast? What's that? I have, I have a neighbor that likes to let everybody in my fucking town know that he's home. You hear that? No. So you really? You don't hear those fire-breathing amplifiers and earth-shaking speakers? He <laughs> vibrates. I'm, I'm upstairs. He vibrates my apartment. Like, I, I hate him, dude. Like, I, I really I hope he goes deaf like <laughs> I I hope he goes deaf I hope he goes blind I hope something tears his tongue out I can't stand that asshole but um anyway Jared Leto, <laughs> Jared Leto there's this moment and like I like people I somebody one of my buddies was telling me he hates the way he laughs <laughs> and I'm like I I like it because, I like that laugh because it's one of those like even when it's not funny it's still pretty funny, isn't it? Like, kind of laughs. Like, he sounds like he's dying. Yeah. Like, he sounds like, like he's, he's forcing it. Yeah, like he's exhausted from, like, just exhausted from everything. And you have this, for whatever reason in the nightmare, the Joker is alive. And of all the people that are dead, Batman is yet to kill him because he needs him. For Not one... only is he still alive, yeah, like, they need him. Like, he is an, an essential part of this plan. Like, everybody's dead in the nightmare. Like, everybody's dead in this nightmare. Aquaman's dead. Wonder Woman's dead. They even go so far as to mention that Harley Quinn is dead. Yeah, and, and that like, Batman killed her. Not, not only did that happen, but Joker killed Robin. And it's no yeah. longer a question of it anymore. Mm -hmm. And when he says he knows exactly what it's like to lose somebody a mother, a father. And then Batman says, I will choose your next words really carefully. And he turns and looks at him and goes, an adopted son? <laughs> like, and he goes, that's not really choosing your next words carefully, Joker. You say one more thing and oh, yo, what, Bruce? Kill me? Like, <laughs> oh shit, he knows who he is. Yeah. Like, not only is he working with him, Joker knows that Batman is Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Like, and when he hands him that card and says, a truce, Bruce. And as long as you have this card, it's a truce. But all you have to do is rip it in half. And I'd be happy to discuss with you why you would send a boy wonder to do <laughs> a man's job, which is such a fucked up line. And I'm thinking yep. like, well, that's it, right? That's how you solidify that that scene. Like, what 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 more dialogue could you possibly have? And then Affleck <laughs> looks him in the eyes and tells him, "It's funny that you would bring up people dying for me, because when Harley Quinn was bleeding and dying in my arms, and she made me promise." That when I kill you and make no fucking mistake, I will kill you. Like, <laughs> make no mistake, I will fucking I kill, kill you. you. Yeah. Like, oh my god, dude. Like, and talk when about I choosing your f bombs. So yes, much. dude. We've never heard Batman cuss in a movie, mm -hmm. and like we've heard him say shit. We've never heard him say fuck. And for him to use it that way to the Joker, make no mistake, I will fucking kill you and when i do it i'm gonna do it slow and he takes the card from him and joker's hand just starts shaking the look on his face like he's afraid of him yep. and he smiles and goes you're good you really had me going for a second 
and he just starts ah, 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 like laughing at him like you're not gonna kill me asshole like you scared the shit out of me for a second like bullshit you're gonna kill me and you know why i bet he's not gonna kill him because mm. the joker killed lois lane and he's bait mm. that's why he's covered in fucking like bomb gear and shit He's wearing, he's wearing, I want to hear that story about like how he got the SWAT uniform and how we got all those badges on the SWAT uniform. And he's wearing the straight jacket. Yeah. If he fucking runs, they're going to catch him. There's nowhere for him to go. He's bait. I'm sure of it. Like that's why even when Deathstroke tells him like he's still, he's still glad you brought him along. Like what do you think? Like Deathstroke and Batman are partners in this. Like you guys don't understand how much Deathstroke and Batman hate each other. Like, but but they're also like the perfect partners. That's why know? it's so fucked up. Like, and I was just yeah. thinking that I was like, man, imagine if Deathstroke and Batman teamed up to clean up Gotham. They hate <laughs> each other, but they respect each other. Dude. Like, you could throw away the police sirens. Like, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't smoke weed in Gotham. I'd be that scared. <laughs> like, as much as I want to see either one as, of those assholes. As much as I want to keep seeing Ben Affleck as Batman and Jared Leto as Joker, I definitely want to see more of Joe Manganiello. Joe Manganiello as oh God, Deathstroke. Deathstroke. What yeah. a fucking excellent choice. He's come a long way since he was Flash Thompson, I'll tell you that, man. Oh, boy, I'll fucking tell you what, man. Like, long way from Flash Thompson. Like, he is such a fucking good actor, dude, because he can be such a tremendous dork when he yeah. wants to be. And well, you he buy is him. a gigantic nerd. Yeah, dude. I, he, I, he hosts he hosts D and D games every weekend at his house. <laughs> I had, I had like I I follow him and I follow MJF on Twitter, so it was so fucking funny when MJF put a picture of himself. Like, if you don't know who MJF is, he's a, a wrestler on AEW, uh, probably one of the better bad guys that you'll see uh, since Ric Flair. Really amazing, really amazing bad guy. And um, he put po- he posted a picture of himself after a workout. And he says, I don't play D&D. And then Joe Magliano responded with a picture of his cover from Muscle and Fitness and says, I do. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and I was like, just don't say anything. Yeah, just dude, stop. shut up. Dude, shut like, up. You've already embarrassed yourself. Yeah. Like, like Joe Magliano has a much better body. I'm sorry, dude. Like, he's yeah. got, like, action figure. Yeah. Like, Joe Magliano may be one of those only dudes that you might have to add abs to an action figure to- <laughs> yeah he's way too fucking big and built and good looking of a dude like, just don't say anything you already look stupid you look dumb so one last thing guys before we cut it out uh i want to um i want to bring up real quick uh one one of the surprise cameos that i had no idea was going to happen but i am so glad it happened because i grew up on the uh, justice league cartoon Yes. Um, freaking a Martian Manhunter, dude. We get our first glimpse of the big screen version of the Martian Manhunter, and he was there all along. It was so good. He I was, was like, there oh, all along, swerve, dude. bro, swerve. <laughs> like, Newsflash, asshole. I've been Martian Manhunter the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> Like that was so, and I, I told, I told my wife too, I told Patty before we watched it, I was like, they're going to introduce either the Green Lantern or the Martian mm-hmm. Manhunt. I have no doubt. Like I have no doubt in my mind, like the real Justice League has Green Lantern and Martian Manhunter. Like we're going to add him, one of them 
at one point in this movie. I fucking knew it. And it was so fucking cool that it was Martian Manhunter. It really, really was. And his like his his thing of his like when when he shows up, it's it, I I love that they didn't like shoehorn him into the story. He's yeah. basically just an observer, you know. Yeah, like he's been there the whole time. The way Martian Manhunter's supposed to be, yeah, an observer. Like he's yeah. been observing, and then at the end he comes to to Batman, and he tells him like I've been observing for too long. Yeah. Like I, ha- this is where I have to step in, like I have to be, like part of this. So if you need me, like I'm here, yeah. Like a real, like you can trust me. Like you may not think you can, but you can. Like, and I hope to earn that trust from you someday. Like just sort of, like letting you know that that there's still so much more story to be told. Yeah, and it's so funny, man, because like when I first saw Harry Lennox uh, play uh, General Sandwich in uh, in uh, the original Man of Steel, I was like, "Damn, man!" <laughs> like, been a great Martian Manhunter. Been a great Martian Manhunter, man. I said the same thing. <laughs> I was I'm like, sure yeah, yeah, Harry Lennox would have been a fucking great Martian Manhunter, dude." Yeah. But <laughs> what do you think of his look, man? Like, do you, do you are you happy with his look? He's got uh, a very new I'm, 52 look to him. I'm very satisfied with the new look. I like that it's a take on the new 52, and I know a lot of people are going to be like, well, he looks really CGI. He's supposed to. Yeah, he's, he's an alien, to, dude. Like, he's, he's not even yeah. otherworldly as fuck. He's supposed yeah. to look like he's ethereal. Not really yeah, like he's supposed to look ethereal because he trans... He's trans-ethereal. Yeah. Like, he can go between the worlds. Like, yeah. he can... Like, wherever Flash can run to, he can get there before him instantaneously. Yeah. Like... And that, so. he could turn into any monster he's ever faced. Like... It's pretty I don't amazing. like... I, I don't like the fact that, that he basically just, like, when he said they, they call me uh, the Martian Manhunter, that doesn't really yeah. make sense to me. No, uh I- because yeah. he doesn't call himself that, but um, like he should have said, like they they call me John Jones or you know yeah. something like that. Like yeah. I wish he would have said that. I would I, I would I wish he said like that crazy. Too. I would have marked out if he said John Jones. Like you even know? I I could have taken like a Whedon a Whedon thing. Mm-hmm. Like if you would have said like some some on Earth have called me the Manhunter, and then like Bruce calling him like the Martian Manhunter. Yeah, and like him like I like that the Martian Manhunter. Like I could have accepted John that. Jones. Yeah, like I would have preferred him to say his name was John Jones. Yeah, like when he had said like some have called me the Martian Manhunter, I was like, nah. He should have said nah. some have called me John Jones. Yeah, <laughs> like, should have just gone with John Jones. Like that kind of like, like just say your name, just say what your your Martian name is. Is this John Jones? Like just say it. Yeah. Like why are you being weird? Like we don't. I <laughs> I, I know who he is. Like assume that if I've got if I've come this far, I know who Martian Manhunter is. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, I don't know. It, it, it just felt like one of those things where it's like, just can you just call him Martian Manhunter just so everybody knows who he is? Like, fine, I'll yeah. call him Martian Manhunter. Like, whatever makes you people happy. The giant name drop. Like, fine yeah. for you, for you, for you in the back who don't know who that is. <laughs> even the, my favorite part about that, because it is the, the final, final scene before the credits in Justice uh, League. And even Ben Affleck looks like, I know, this is like the sixth ending. Yeah. Like, By the way, this is the best that he looks in the whole movie. But like, he looks so yeah. ripped. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because you, you could tell they probably filmed that right after fucking. Yeah. Like, right at the last Justice League, because he looked pretty ripped in that one. Yeah. And I was like, looking good, baby, looking good. But I'll tell you, man. Like, it, it, this movie really has changed movies the way we view them. Um, 
he's gone and shown the world that you can make a four-hour superhero movie. Not only can you do it, you can make it interesting, you can make it fun, and you can make the whole world turn and go, wow, that was good. And it shows that DC, that like they can do it on their own terms, dude. They can make an epic movie on their own terms. They do not need to follow Disney's formula. Disney's got their own thing and it's successful for them. But when somebody else tries to do it, it's not it. You can't do it, dude. Not with these characters. I don't not mind these characters at all. I don't mind them doing it with characters you can do it to. They, like Shazam. They, like Shazam. Exactly. Yeah. They took they they took that route a little bit with Aquaman. Yeah. Like they they walked that Disney line like and you, but they also kept one foot in how dark it can be. Yeah. And as long as you you realize that you can keep both feet in the darkness and just keep a finger in the light you can still make a really good superhero movie and it doesn't have to be like anything that somebody else is doing it can be something completely and totally and wildly different and you don't have to be afraid of making it a soft r-rated movie like this was an r-rated movie and and like it, it, you can show this movie to your kids. It wasn't blatant. It wasn't a blatant no. R. They didn't. They didn't throw anything just to make it R. Every single thing that happened served the story, served the momentum, and nothing was shoved in here to be like, oh, we need to make it R. Let's drop an F bomb over here, or let's drop yeah. throw some blood uh, over here. No, everything served the purpose of the movie and did it successfully. Yeah. And I got to tell you guys. Um, if you're a Zack Snyder hater, if you hated uh, the original Justice League, it is not the same movie, guys. It at is all. not the same movie. It's not. It's not. It's not. Give it a chance. You will not regret it. Uh, I know we're going a little long, but I think this this just deserves it. Um, any last words, Bob? What say you about this freaking phenomenal movie that is Zack Snyder's Justice League? Uh, I, I just want to... Um... I guess I, I guess to to elaborate a little further on what you just said about uh, Zack Snyder, if, if you guys don't like um, Zack Snyder movies, uh, I think you're stupid. <laughs> um, these views and opinions are that of my own, but like, I can understand not liking certain things that he does. Uh, I can understand the slow motion frustration. Uh, I can totally get all that, but to sit here and tell me that he's incapable of making a good movie or his movies aren't good is horse shit. Yeah, every um, just watch everything that he's done for the for DC, including The Watchmen, including Three Hundred. Um, I, I have been an avid supporter of Zack Snyder ever since two thousand four when I saw Dawn of the Dead. Yeah, I had no qualms back then of telling people this is a better movie than Romero's. It is. Sorry, I still don't have any qualms. Like, it's not a question to me. I love Romero's original. It is not the same thing. It's better. And this is very much the same thing. Um, If Whedon's Justice League was Romero's, then this is Zack Snyder all over again. And it is so much better. It is so much more entertaining. And again, um... For all I know, in 10 years, everybody might agree that it's a shit movie. You're never going to get me on that boat, um, (laughs) ever. I like everything in the DCU, even the bad stuff I enjoy. Um, Some things are just bigger than the movie to me. And 
the Justice League is bigger than a movie. Yeah. Uh, I've been reading the Justice League since I was a little kid. New Justice, New Frontier, the Justice Society. I have seen every inception of the Justice League, and I have loved damn near every single fucking one of them. And to see one treated with such love and respect and adoration uh, that the story truly and honestly and very much deserves um it, it was a once in a lifetime experience i'm so glad that I, I am alive that i got to be alive when this movie existed and um, even though i've seen this movie like three i've already seen it three times mm-hmm. um i would Same. gladly pay i would gladly pay to watch it on imax yes i would in a heartbeat. If the opportunity to go watch it in IMAX came up, you've got my money. Yep. You've got you got my money. You got my five hours of time. I'm there. <laughs> like I want to see this on a big giant ass screen. Yeah. Well, guys, ladies and gentlemen, with that being said, that was our uh, review of the uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League. Go check it out, HBO Max. Uh, hopefully. Fingers crossed uh, one of these days we'll be able to watch it on IMAX. Hell, maybe one of these days we'll be even be able to get a, a Blu-ray a DVD release of it. But until then, check it out on HBO Max. It's totally worth it, even if you just pay the uh, the $14.99 to get the subscription for for one day. For, for to the watch day, it. for the month, like, take yeah. advantage of it. Take yeah. advantage. Watch. It's worth the fucking 15 bucks. Yeah. Like, alone. It exactly. is. You get your like, money's worth four hours, ladies and gentlemen. Like you do get your money's worth, I promise you, at the very least, a fun time. So with that being said, guys, uh, we're going to go ahead and call it a show. And uh, until next week, I'm Will. I'm Bob. And that, my friends, was the Movie Know It All podcast here on RGV Titan Radio. We are the 956. Have a good one, guys. Later. Are you looking for great local music? Then tune in to RGVTitanRadio.com. We play everything local, like hip-hop. Positive, negative, chemical reaction. Rock. Watch them blowing. And country. Back to my back now, driving down I-35. If you want your music played on our radio station, then send your music to playmymusic at rgbtitanradio.com. Once more, that's playmymusic at rgbtitanradio.com. Be sure to send MP3 files that include the names of the track, album, and band or artist along with cover art. rgbtitanradio.com. We are the 956.